live from bed it's sunday morning (laughs) (laughs) wait are we already recording trying to do really crazy intros for every podcast episode now so you've been warned but maybe they won't be crazy I won't put myself in a box like that I think now that I've just decided that the podcast is a hobby and I'm not trying to grow it or I'm not trying to like have an end goal and I'm just trying to like chill and have something fun to do and like connect on I'm just gonna go buck wild here so (laughs) my version my version of it but today I am beyond excited to be talking again with one of my best friends because that is the theme here um with Kay who was on a former episode back in May of 2019 um called leaning into fear and embracing the process so if you go back and listen to that um she's on there We're just catching up with her, seeing uh, what's going on in her life, chatting about inner work, perfectionism, boundaries, manifestation, self-care, all that. So I'm excited to dive right in with our conversation. Here you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like an actor getting into my zone beforehand. All right, podcasters, we're back. (laughs) All right, all of itters. (laughs) All of itters. We got a disclaimer here that I'm on five hours of sleep, so I think I'm actually riding pretty high right now on life. Oh man, that's impressive. We are with Kay. Hello. (laughs) Hello. We're just going to let this be a comedy special. You started it off by saying, coming live from my couch, or from your bed, (laughs) couch. (laughs) And then I thought of Saturday Night Live, and now here we are. Yeah, we're we're a little loopy today. It's fine. I'm going to embrace it. Yeah, making the best of it. Yeah. But last time we talked on the pod was May 3rd, 2019. Damn. So that was so a while ago. More than a year and a half ago. Almost two years. Uh, I guess not almost two years, but more than a year and a half. I keep doing that. I'm like, I've lived here for three years. No, <laughs> I have not lived here for three years. I know. I always round up too. But I feel like I'm looking at our show notes because we were saying we're unprepared and like didn't have a chance to listen back on our episode, but we had a great episode and it was titled Leaning into Fear and Embracing the Process. So if you felt like you wanted to pause this one and listen to that one and then come back and listen a year and a half later to Kay and where her life is, you can do that. We will still be here. (laughs) And we're going to kind of go off. I keep clicking this airpod pack and i forget that people can hear that <laughs> a oh, nervous wait, tick. Also we should mention that that podcast episode was the first time we ever hung out i mean we had met each other obviously but it was the first time we ever hung out that was oh yeah because obviously we didn't talk about that on that podcast episode because where did we i don't remember 
I don't know, but in retrospect, that's really crazy. I know. Honestly, I think um, Lauren, my roommate, was going to be my quote-unquote guest for that, like, evening. And a couple days before, I was like, is anybody in LA, like, want to be on my podcast? (laughs) Any friends in LA? And you were bold. I know. That was really bold of me, huh? I think I just responded to your Instagram story and was like, I'll do it. And I was like, oh, shoot. I'm nervous now. (laughs) I know. I was nervous, too. I was like, I'm going over to this person's house that I don't even know to be on her podcast. I've never been on a podcast before. (laughs) I love that. And I brought red wine, obviously. We we needed a little, uh, what's the word? Social lubricant. (laughs) Yeah. I was gonna say liquid courage, but it's all the same. That's such a gross. That's I know. Crazy. I'll never say that again. (laughs) But it helped. I really loved the wine, and it was just like, for some reason, I feel like even just having a glass of something makes you feel like less uncomfortable. No, completely. Even if you have like a mug of tea, you know, like if you go on like a date and you get coffee, or even like a new friend date having something in your hand to sip on just makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Even I remember I remember concerts and shows. I feel like even then it's like good to just have something to hold and like distract your body. Uh-huh. I don't know. Completely. Oh, distant memories of the past. Can't wait to see live or to hear live music again. I know. Kay and That's- I actually went to our last, yeah, our, one of the last things we did yeah. was to go to a show. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I've definitely been missing the most. But yeah, we saw um, Jack Sanderson, right? That was that that was the end of February. Yeah, we did, and it was amazing and dancey and like such a fun, unplanned night out. I know Ugh, that was yeah, that was like a golden LA night of just kind of letting the evening take you and like bumping into other friends and hopping around and exploring a neighborhood that we don't usually hang out in. And like you said, we were dancing the entire show. And it was that tiny little, uh, is it Moroccan lounge or Moroccan room? What's it called? I was trying to remember that earlier, but I think it's Moroccan lounge. Yeah. Yeah. I love that it's a tiny little room. It's so intimate. I know. I was hoping that it was still open. I wonder, because it's so, like, so small. I'm like, hopefully it's not one of the small businesses that, like, closed up. But they're, like, have a lot of big bands coming through, so maybe they're, like, or not now, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Maybe they're still open. Every episode I have with people, like, we have a different agenda, and then somehow start talking about COVID, and and then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, happens. I know. Well, it's sort of inevitable right now. Like, it's such a huge piece of everyone's experience right now, and everyone's moving through it so differently, and having, Mm -hmm. I feel like, such a huge variety. Like, we're, we're all just experiencing such a spectrum of emotions and experiences. It's like hard. It's it would almost, it wouldn't do the episodes justice to not cover it at least a little. Completely. And I know I mentioned to you that I do want to cover maybe towards the end a little bit more how you are navigating kind of, well, now you're back home in Massachusetts, but like when you were in LA, you were living alone in LA Mm -hmm. during a pandemic, which is an entire experience in itself. So we'll have to circle back to that because I think that's not something that I've covered on here. And I know a lot of people are in similar situations. So it would be good to talk about that for a sec. Yeah, definitely. Um, But like I said, our episode was so much about you leaning into fear and you had just recently moved back to LA. You were 
um, working remotely for a job back in Massachusetts and you were just kind of like, I feel like you were in full growth mode. Like you were like yeah. all in yeah. and just embracing the process. And I know it's a huge question to be like, so where are you now? Where is she now? <laughs> but I mean, now you've lived in LA for, I get, I have no idea of time. I think I'm here for three years. Two, almost two years, you said? Yeah, in February. Oh my gosh. Time is flying. I know, it really is. And I guess it's kind of tough to even talk about LA right now, too, because it's such a different experience. I know. It's almost hard to, like, be positive about how it's been because it's totally. been so hard. Totally. It's just, it's not, uh, right now, you just don't get to experience the city in the same way. It's not it's not the same experience that we chose when we all chose to move to LA. Like we're just, you know, void. it's void of so many of the experiences that make cities like New York and LA and Chicago so vibrant and cool and fun and warm. Mm. But we're making the best of it. But was yeah. there a question in there or did I just sort of go off on a tangent? No, that was, I mean, I, it was a very broad question of like, <laughs> like just where is she now? But yeah. like in terms of, I don't, I don't know, you had such a different, not even such a different, but you had a different job back then. Yeah. You have kind of like, I, I, when I'm talking to you, I want to use all these like buzzwords that we use, like come, come into your power and like manifest <laughs> this new <laughs> career. <laughs> like talk to me about like, you have this amazing new job that you absolutely love and you are so perfect for, and you're yeah. working so hard at like, since a big part of the podcast too has been about jobs, I think, and I'm all in it. I'm all in like the job craziness. So like, what is up? How did it go from you kind of leaving this job that wasn't fitting you to moving into a job that like you just work so hard at and you are just like, have made such a beautiful community with, if you feel comfortable talking about yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I think on our last episode, I was still full time with the job that I had had when I was still in Massachusetts and they let me work remotely, which was amazing. It was such a good um, way to transition living somewhere new. And um, I was really honest with them about the fact that like, you know, I love working with this company and I love everything it's offered me and taught me, but it's not my like long-term goal or dreams, but I need to kind of figure out what that is. Um, so then I think, uh, like, I just spent so much of that year really, like, digging into my own shit. Like, what are my fears? Like, what do I want? Like, who am I? What's holding me back? Like, what are my limiting beliefs? Um, just really getting, like, brutally honest with myself about all of that. And I also had some really hard things in my personal life come up that year, which um, forces you to even take, like, a deeper look at all of that. Um, and then by the end, I think the end of that summer in 2019, that job just like really wasn't fulfilling to me anymore. And I felt like I needed to create space in my life for something new to come in, but I was totally blocking myself by remaining full-time at that job, even though financially that would have made the most sense. So I ended up going um, part-time with them at the end of um, summer 2019. It was a marketing agency, great company. Um, but again, just totally wasn't the right fit, especially at that point. So I went part-time with them and I just like doubled down on like self-work and like my manifestation work and just all of those things and also creating tons of time for what makes me happy and extra rest and just kind of like really grounding into who I am and what I want, even though... <clears throat> 
I still didn't have like 100% clarity on what that was. But um, I, at the time, was doing manifestation workshops through To Be Magnetic. And I used to always say to um, one of my best friends, Kalina, I know that I'm like supposed to be working with this company. I know I meant to be a part of it. Um, And then I, so September... I visited home to Massachusetts and on the, I had like just this really like blissful, restful week of like eating all my favorite food and sleeping in and seeing my friends. And it was just, it felt so good. Um, especially after like working full time for a couple years without like a ton of time off or vacations or anything. It felt good to just like really go part time and then take that week to myself. Um, and then on the plane ride back to LA, I just had this wicked strong intuitive hit to check to be Magnetic's Instagram. And so they had just posted a story for a role that exactly fit my experience. Um, And then everything just sort of flowed from there. Um, And it's been such a beautiful company and community to be a part of and so aligned with my personal values and um, all of the work really has supported me and helped me so, so much, like more than any therapy or anything I've done. And we always suggest that people, you know, do the work along with side a therapist, which I've done that too. Um, but for me personally, like talk therapy only got me so far. I needed to really get at the root of everything, uh, that was blocking me and keeping me in fear and holding me back. This has been a very long tangent. no. <laughs> No, it's, and it's perfect too, because a huge part of the last episode was not only embracing the process, but trusting your intuition. And that's exactly what you did. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing was, um, it was a freelance position. Um, so technically now I'm a business, so, um, I'm not an employee, but it's like very much my full-time job and passion. Um, but I technically run it through my business and, Um, you know, occasionally take on some other smaller projects. So it's been this perfect balance of like stability, doing something that I absolutely love. And then also having, you know, the freedom of, you know, being a business owner and being able to take on small projects, you know, when I'm able to and have the time and are, you know, they're things that really light me up. So it's been this perfect balance of like freedom with stability and comfort. Yeah, because I know we've talked about it. It's like, just having I know it's not much different because you are full-time with someone regardless of how that is but like having the freedom to feel like you have autonomy in a way exactly Um, and that's been something because I know we had talked and I was like oh I really like want just something stable I want a full-time job but I've honestly like want exactly your situation but I'm so scared to like ask for it because Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it exists outside of your situation oh like it totally does though I mean obviously they you know are a little bit more few and far between it's not situations we see all the time but it totally does exist especially with startups in LA and Mm -hmm. how many new cool companies there are that like maybe like companies that financially can't just quite take on a full team of employees but do have you know the budget to pay freelancers or um or business or small businesses like ourselves so it exists. You'll, if you want it, you'll find it. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think another, well, we're going to be going off in all these directions, but like, um, you had mentioned you were just doing a lot of like internal work to just feel ready to make that space, um, and get, just get clarity on what you even want. I would love to know this is niche, but like, what your authentic code is, which is to be magnetic type of thing, but also maybe for people listening, like 
what like two or three major things that you would tell them if they're feeling like they're stuck in a position where they have no idea how to grow and to like really trust the process and like embrace everything that's going on in the transition of like, I guess it could be anything, but in this case, career. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I guess in terms of what I would recommend to people, it's, um, definitely make time to take care of yourself in all of the ways, not just, um, you know, I feel like self-care people associate with physical things, but it's, you know, it's mental, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's all of the things. And I think it's what helps us create a connection to ourselves and helps us ground into ourselves during the most painful and difficult moment, difficult moments. So making time for that um, and really having that as sort of like your secret weapon that you can use to get through anything. And, and it really helps you, I think, also appreciate the really beautiful and happy moments, you know, not just getting through the hard things. Um, I think it just kind of rounds out our human experience and helps us navigate the duality of it all. Um, and, and another thing is don't ignore your intuition. I know sometimes it's scary or it doesn't make sense and you can't quite trust yourself enough to follow it, but follow it as much as you can and remember the times that you followed it and things have worked out just the way that you wanted them to or the way that they should have, um, even though you didn't quite understand, you know, where that road was taking you. And then you know, you build that trust and you can continue to follow your intuition more and hear it more clearly. I think that's so important. Um, and then being aware of like when your past pain is controlling your present moment or your future and trying not to make decisions based off of that. And instead thinking about like, okay, what would my, you know, highest self, my most healed, balanced self, what decision would they make right now versus like, am I just living out kind of old programming and allowing that to um, make my decisions? So yeah, I feel like those are those are the three things. Were those helpful? <laughs> yeah, those no, they were. And it's so true because I feel like throughout this pandemic, there have been obviously waves. Everybody goes through waves. Absolutely. But I, I, I took a turn for the better when I <laughs> finally started to make time for myself because mm -hmm. I, I was just on autopilot for like a few months, which is like so insane to even say, like just a few months passed me by. But like- oh, I you go often go years on <laughs> that's oh, true it, like without until you find some awareness yeah it's true but then it's like like you said it doesn't have to be anything major but it's almost like just being conscious like yeah sometimes for me it seriously is like dry brushing my body or doing like my face mask or doing yoga or like literally anything where I have chosen deliberately to like take the time for myself yeah but, the act itself means nothing to me. I think it's more often than not the fact that I chose to carve out that time and make that space. Yeah, especially when you know that you need something, but kind of like programming is sort of jumping in and saying like, no, like you don't have time to like take that bath or journal or like do a quick workout. Like you need to finish work. You need to like run all these errands or clean this house or, you know, be there for this person when you haven't even really been able to hold space for yourself yet today or, you know, whatever it is. But like you said, just instead carving out the time for yourself um, is so powerful and yeah just really creates, I think, a deeper sense of connection to yourself, mm -hmm. which is really the foundation for everything. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that I asked you, like, 
what your quote authentic code was because now that I'm realizing in our first episode back in 2019, we, Uh I think we said it because you said like freedom, security, and then like something else. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Okay. So I guess, should we explain what authentic code is for anyone that isn't familiar? Mm-hmm. So it's something that's part of to be magnetic workshops and it's basically, you know, the four pillars in your life that are the most important to you and basically represent your authenticity and your most authentic self. Um, so mine are pretty, mine are the same as when we did that first episode, but I guess I've just kind of like reworked them so that like one word could encompass multiple things. Cause I felt like it didn't fully contain everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it's um, connection creating um connection creating self-care and luxury and by luxury i mean um freedom comfort stability like you know able to spend my time how i want to um so not like luxury items necessarily just like you know freedom time comfort stability all of those things um and then connection um means for me connection to myself connection to my community my friends my work Um, my spirituality, you know, everything. I just need that like warm, cozy, connected feeling in my life. That's what grounds me more than anything. Um, And then creating can be anything, you know, whether it's like dabbling with watercolors or like writing a random poem on my phone that just like pops into my head or even just literally, you know, small things like cooking dinner or like redecorating my house or, you know, just, just anything where I feel like I'm creating in some way. And luckily I get to create tons through my work, um, which is awesome. And then which one am I missing? I said luxury, create, oh, self-care. Um, so just like I was mentioning a few minutes ago, like I, I just, I have to have time for self-care, but it has to be like mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, all of the above. And that just helps me remain balanced and grounded into myself as opposed to sort of like plugged into all kinds of energy and emotions that really aren't my own. Um, so yeah. But I think it's important too for people to like take this and though maybe we're using like a a different word for it, but the way you broke it down is makes it so clear that it's just um, a way for us to, to be aware of what's important to us and whether that be in relationships, in your career, in your personal life, like it's all across the board. Like once you start again, it's just awareness and mindfulness. Like once you become aware of that, like you can shift everything in your life to hopefully reflect that, you know? Yes, absolutely. That's totally the goal. And then when you're trying to make a decision about like whether to take a job or whether you like want to start this new hobby or accomplish this thing, it's like, okay, does that fit into my authentic code or am I maybe doing this out of ego or some type of like, you know, programming around thinking I have to do this or should do this or people please or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. like you said, it just helps you kind of make the, the decisions that are best for you. And it reminds me of this, my favorite quote ever, um, which is, we're all just walking each other home. I know, and I like, love that. Isn't it just the best? It like hits me every time I think about it. Yeah. And it's like, not only are we all doing that for one another, if we are like living in our most true form, but like, we're kind of doing it to ourselves and for ourselves. And like, I don't know, it just gets me. I know. It's such a sweet thing to envision. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then one thing too that I've been thinking recently, and I would love to just talk about it for a sec, which 
it might just be perfectionism. <laughs> just that simple. But it's funny. Um, in making all the shifts that you have in your life and kind of like making these things happen for you through the inner work that you've done, how did you battle like, I don't know, I guess I could rewind and say, I feel like I am not going to get what I want until like I am perfectly healed and did all the inner work and did all this and all that and all my ducks are in a row and then like I will get what I want but like did you feel that it was more of a process for you or or is it like you have to really have done all the work and then like you start to feel like things are coming becoming aligned does that make any sense yeah, no, that does make sense. And I think that's totally like a function of perfectionism. And I think we have to be, this is actually one of my favorite things to talk about is I feel like with inner work, we have to be really careful that it doesn't just turn into another toxic habit and perfectionism. Um, because obviously it's really important and powerful to take care of yourself in that way. And you deserve to heal from your past and step into who you authentically already are. Um, but it's important to realize that like you are innately deserving as you are, but it's just, unfortunately, everyone experiences pain, trauma, shame, all of that. So it sort of like keeps us from who we actually are. And, you know, we're just not able to, to call in those things we want always until we can let go of some of that fear. Like I just, I know for me personally, when I have a calm nervous system and I feel like open to possibility and trusting of myself in the universe, that's when everything comes to me. Um, and that's, you know, a bit the basis of a lot of what to be magnetic teaches with um, the neural manifestation process. But no, I think with inner work, it's, it's so important to be careful that it's not perfectionism, like you already are deserving. So it's just about, you know, being able to actually subconsciously feel that deservingness. And I mean, also perfection doesn't exist. It's constantly a sliding scale. It's a fool's errand. <laughs> so um yeah, I mean, things things can start coming to you at any moment and or maybe maybe they already are even without doing inner work. So then if you were to, you know, really honestly look at what you have going on in your mind that may be holding you back and blocking you and keeping you small, um, you know, you're only going to call even more things that you want into your life that are even more aligned. So yeah, you can definitely receive things at any moment and just throw the perfectionism out the window. It's something I've dealt with my whole life and I'm, I'm constantly still working on like legitimately every single day. Uh, even though my rational mind knows that it doesn't exist and it's again, a fool's errand. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's so easy to think about perfectionism in the way, like my work has to be absolutely right. If I make a single error, that's like, I'm, I'm bad. Like I'm stupid, whatever, like whatever you say to yourself, that is not okay. But like, um, also, at the same time, it shows up in so many, like, little secretive, mysterious ways. Totally, totally. I never would consider myself a perfectionist. Like, people would laugh if I ever said that because I'm so, like, chill and, like, casual and whatever about everything. But it sneaks up in the ways, like... 
even like we when just I, talked even about. Even I sometimes will say like, oh my God, did I just sound like an idiot when I just said that? Like even, even, even that little like talk regret thing that we do sometimes, even that's like a function of perfectionism when you really think about it. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. I said something that wasn't perfectly articulate or maybe exactly what I wanted to say. So like now in this moment, I feel like shame and unlovable and in fear, which is really perfunct perfect perfectionism <laughs> perfectionism is really just you know rooted in fear and shame and uh feeling like you're unlovable if you don't have it all together perfectly i guess the main theme is just awareness which is yes something i'm i'm definitely working towards but again it's always a work in progress and one thing that i i forgot for a second then totally just remembered one thing that you said to me before that has like it was so simple too you're gonna be like i can't even remember saying that um but it was like the most understanding casual like I don't even know I'll just say it but I every time or or just every time I talk to you like I'm like oh this is happening or oh this is happening and you said like the human experience is messy yeah like oh my god that was the most like object or objective yeah it was like the most objective like real thing that you could have said and I just felt so comforted by that thought it's like yeah who are we to like think any like the human experience is anything but just like learning and kind of messy most times (laughs) completely completely and I think you know it's gonna be messy no matter what but if we can do some inner work to clean up our side of the street that usually serves as the foundation for uh, either less messiness or the ability to handle the mess with grace and not totally drown in it and jump into every spiral and, you know, totally dive down the the hole of fear every time we're invited to. It allows you to be like, nope, I do not need to take that, that emotional spiral. I'm going to completely feel all of my emotions, but I'm not going to drown in them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, you know, and I think that's been a huge lesson for me, like feeling safe to feel my full range of emotions and knowing that doesn't mean I have to spiral or wallow in them, but instead allowing myself to fully feel them and then release them. But I'm so glad that that brought you comfort because it brings me a lot of comfort too. Like it is just messy and, you know, our souls want to have this huge variety of experience. Like that's, you know, souls are here to learn and have experiences. And I guess it's sort of, like our human egos that judge the experiences and uh yeah I guess we sort of like project perfectionism and fear and all of these things onto the experiences and really our soul is like this is exactly what you're here to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) um what was I gonna say Oh, I was just going to say, and and that's not to say that like anyone who experiences like neglect, abuse or trauma or any of that, like, you know, that they wanted it or deserve it or, or anything like that, you know, that I feel like it just goes, goes without saying that that stuff does not apply to this conversation when we mean messiness. It's more, you know, just the difficulties of, of human life, not the extreme trauma that, that some experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good to know too, because I definitely don't want anybody to think that we're encompassing that because that is no. Like, yeah, absolutely. No so I mean, now that we kind of caught back up with your with your life, as if that's your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's me in a nutshell. Don't you? <laughs> What's uh, the life of Kay right now? So that could include, I think we can go back to like here living in LA alone maybe navigating different parts that you're trying to kind of like manifest and bring to life and 
just like what's going on now, present day. Yeah. Um, so like you said, I, I moved right after the pandemic started to um, an apartment by myself, which I really wanted and found a really great place. Um, right. I think I found it right as the pandemic started. It was like perfect timing because I just uh, really needed a new, healthier, more aligned living situation. So I was so happy to find my apartment. Um, definitely was rough at times going through the pandemic alone, especially that like first like month and a half or two months when literally no one was seeing anything. You know, it was before the whole idea of like a pod and having a few close friends that you only see each other. So yeah, it was rough like being fully alone, but luckily I was also so busy between work and then getting settled into the apartment and like, you know, finding furniture and just, you know, doing all the things um, because I only had my bedroom stuff. I didn't really have any like living room or dining furniture. So I, I just had so many things to like get and set up. So it was really nice to be busy with all of that. But then like sort of the aloneness sank in at one point. I remember being like, oh my God, this is awful. Like, do should I just fly home? somehow like how like I just I can't be because in our minds I think we all thought we were gonna maybe have to be like completely alone for longer before again like the whole idea of a pod but uh yeah it was it was definitely rough at times and I had to just like keep leaning into like spirituality and self-care and my authentic code and just grounding myself in any way possible and then of course like you know like we all did we started going on walks with friends and doing like masked things and going to the beach so once we were able to like understand that we could you know safely do those outdoor things with a few close friends that was really impactful because yeah it was getting rough for a minute but was really leaning into all of those things that got me through um and then, so yeah, I've just spent a lot of this year, you know, getting settled in in my apartment. And then um, I've actually, I've been in Massachusetts since just before Thanksgiving time, um, just to, you know, soak up some East Coast vibes and see family when I, you know, safely could for holidays and things. Um, and yeah, just, I guess, I guess this year, or the I should say the second half of this year, the first half of this year still felt like, you know, finding the apartment and, you know, like getting settled into like sort of a new way of, of living for me and some new manifestations and experiences. And then the second half of this year feels like I've really just wanted to, or the second half of 2020, I keep forgetting it's 2020. Yeah, me too. Feels like just sort of soaking it all in and like allowing myself to really enjoy it and still having like my eyes to the horizon of like, you know, other things that I do want to call into my life. But um, the past few years felt like I was just constantly like moving and looking for a new job and like needing more income and like needing this and need. And now it's more about just like soaking it all in and like continuing to just like settle into it all and sort of just like nest into my life. <laughs> Um, so that's sort of where I'm at now. And then I guess like in terms of, you know, manifestation, definitely calling in an aligned and healthy partner. Um, but yeah, a lot of just kind of soaking it all up and trying to ground and um, a major reoccurring theme for me this year is, you know, feeling safe in my body and safe in the world. Cause obviously with all of the turmoil, uh, anyone who like relates to any type of trigger like that, I think it's been a lot. So yeah, just working a lot on the idea of like safety and being safe within myself, within um, within the world and, you know, the way that I move through the world and all that. Dang, you just touched on 
everything everybody is probably feeling too. I know. (laughs) I know. And I've always had, like me and Angel always talk about, uh, since we were little, we've had, you know, some form of health anxiety. So that's been like a huge thing for me of just like learning that I'm safe in my body and that my body's built for health and, you know, all of that. Yeah. And it, I, you, I, we like literally talk about it all the time. And I also remember talking about this with Michelle too. And it's exactly what you just said. It's like, our body is working for us, not against us. And we kind of have to consciously remember that. Yes, completely. And I've also done a lot of past life work, um, with a past life psychic that I work with, uh, to also address some of that too. Cause it, you know, I think the triggers come up in this lifetime because of past life experiences, which I know for some people that might sound wild to even be talking about past life things. But uh, for me, it's really rung true. And I guess it's sort of one of those things, if it helps you, like who cares if it's true or not. But yeah, I've also done a lot of past life work around that to like really, you know, looking at memories from this light life is certainly getting at the root but when you look at past life stuff you really feel like you're getting at the root of whatever is bugging you or causing you anxiety mm, i'm sure i have had that same like <laughs> so it's in there it's deep, deep yeah i know there. doesn't it feel like sometimes you're like but there's no reason in this like life experience that I've had for me to really have this. And then it's, then you start to look at past life stuff. And for me, generational stuff too. I think some generational uh, trauma in there around health things. It's just the craziest thing. Like I always think back to, um, well, I guess I should preface saying no one in my family in any way that I've thought about it or in any of like my recent family members have passed away from cancer. But I remember being like a literal child, every shooting star, I would just hope and pray that I just don't get sick. I don't give me like an incurable disease or like 1111. I'd wish for that. And like happy and healthy. I would always wish for. Why? Like I I don't, Oh my God. It was just the craziest thing. Cause like I don't know. I feel like the people in my family have died from old age mostly. Like, I don't get it. It's just been like such a big thing. So I am certain something has happened before. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy shit. But yeah, if no one, I think like you just said too, it's like, if that doesn't resonate with you, that's fine. But also in the same time, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Good to remain open-minded. You never know. Yeah, exactly. Another another thing that's popped up for me a lot this year is uh, not letting my environment control me and like, you know, I'm in charge of my energy and my emotions and how I feel and not being so affected by uh, anything outer. That's huge. I, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. But it's Especially so important. Energetic. Oh yeah, exactly. We've talked about, sorry, our audio is off, so I keep interrupting, but it's not me being I know, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but, like, we talked about with, like, movies and TV shows that one time in the park, like, we just take so much energy in from different areas of consumption that we have mm-hmm. in our lives that, like, you almost have to be aware of it so you can, like, block it yes. out. Or not even block it, but, like, filter it. Yeah. It's like, well, it's like another form of boundaries, sort of like you don't have to take in everything that's thrown your way, but sometimes it's hard not to. So it takes a very like concerted effort and awareness. And I think that gets easier over time, but yeah, 
Like you don't have to take in everything someone says to you. You don't have to take in every idea you see on TV or fear or whatever. And it's funny that you mentioned boundaries too, because it seems like a major theme for everybody um, with the new year has been the topic of boundaries, which is so refreshing because um, it's even from people that I, I don't know, I feel like not everybody talks about it. So I didn't even know it was like a prevalent thing um, in people's lives, but it seems to be such a hard topic or an important topic rather um, that people are tackling this year. Yeah, I'm, I've noticed that too. It's sort of like a, for lack of a better word, trend, I guess, within like wellness and spirituality and like self-help things, which is really cool to see um, because I feel like, you know, as a society, we don't necessarily teach people that boundaries are healthy. Uh, and I feel like, you know, when kids are little, we should be taught about boundaries and, you know, how to create them and what they mean. And it's not that it is going to keep you it's, you know, it's not the same as avoidance. It's not going to keep you from connecting and being close to people and experiencing intimacy, but it's instead to, you know, protect your own energy. And it kind of like draws a line in the sand of what you will and won't allow in your life and how you spend your time and energy and, you know, how you give your time and energy to other people. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm really cool. It's really cool to see that becoming more of a topic and people mm -hmm. like embracing learning about boundaries and what boundaries they need in their lives. Yeah, it's been major. And I mean, it's still a concept that I feel like I'm juggling, but the perfect example I can think of is I, one of my clients, we were having a meeting with the rest of our team. So in our meeting, someone had mentioned like using um, a prescription drug recreationally. And then the other person was like, I actually don't feel comfortable starting off um, or talking about this in any way in our meeting because I've had a past history of like addiction. Um, mm -hmm. So it was like, but it was like a heavy moment for a second and like pretty intense. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh shoot, like I was taken back. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this person has incredible boundaries and like so brave to be able to like assert them, you know, like yeah. I can't. And, yeah. and it doesn't have to be this aggressive thing, but it felt so jarring for me because I'm not used to people putting their boundaries, like, are making their boundaries known. Yeah. So it was such an incredible moment. And that person did it, like, a couple times um, in various meetings throughout the year. And it was such a great reflection of someone who has, like, strong boundaries in place. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, my mom used to always say, you can say almost anything you want, but it's about how and when you say it. So like, you know, boundaries don't have to be communicated in some like cold, harsh, mean way, you know, because boundaries are none of those things innately. So if you just communicate them with kindness and clarity, you know, obviously you want to be firm about them, but with, with kindness and clarity. And so people understand like you are just, it's a form of self-care, you know, you're not trying mm -hmm. to bother anyone or hurt them or anything. Um, but yeah, boundaries have been huge learning process for me too because I did not have good boundaries when I was younger uh yeah <laughs> angels either. are basically shaking her yeah, like me either <laughs> not until like literally this year probably I know a really funny thing that I think of when I was little is um 
so one time when my mom took me to like my primary care doctor, I must have only been like, I had to have only been like five years old, maybe even four, probably five years old. And she had to have my doctor have a conversation with me about um, closing the door when I was going to the bathroom because my mom had just married my stepdad and I was just so used to it, like being me and my mom and not having that boundary of shutting the door that I like was like, no, I'm not shutting the door when my mom would tell me to like I just I don't know but I mean obviously that's like such like a a small thing and such like a little kid specific thing but I always just think of it when I think of boundaries because I remember my mom saying like those are boundaries Kayla like you have to shut the door when you're going to the bathroom even when it's just me and you you should be shutting the door and she like had to have the doctor have a whole conversation with me because I wasn't listening to her (laughs) She's like, even with me, this needs to be implemented. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love that she had the vocabulary of being able to talk about boundaries, though, because even if maybe you didn't put them in place for a few years, it's like you had the knowledge of what that even was. Yeah, I know. She she did talk about boundaries a decent amount. There was definitely still plenty more learning for us both to do about boundaries, but she definitely did talk about them, which was good. And I think a huge thing especially I mean during this time where we only see and talk to like a certain amount of people it's like also respecting other people's boundaries even when they might make you feel any type of way like Mm -hmm. that's difficult too yeah yeah this has been a year it seems like of navigating boundaries for everyone it's like for the people that are home with their family or kids 24-7, like, like, creating boundaries in that scenario, and then it's, like, like you were saying, creating, like, energetic boundaries of, you know, how much time you're spending on, like, FaceTime and texting and all that to try and connect with people and understanding when people need to take a break from all that, and then there's the whole, like, boundary conversation around, like, Uh, you know, what people feel comfortable with in terms of socializing, like if someone doesn't feel comfortable hanging out with anyone, and some people feel comfortable hanging out with two friends, or, you know, whatever. I feel like we all just need uh, tons of communication and transparency this year around all that, and like you said, to just understand that, like, we each have our own boundaries right now with what makes us feel safe and comfortable. It's so crazy, and that's not even what I was thinking of in my head, but it's amazing that you brought that up, because it's especially prevalent like because I feel like I am like next level safer than so many people not safer that's just rude to say it like that but like next I mean I'm I'm even gonna keep it in that way because it's true I shouldn't have said it that way but I'm next level like more mm, extra precautions you mean extra precautions I'm staying inside way more even probably when it's unnecessary more than most people in my entire life, like even family back at home too, like they're doing things. Um, And it has been really difficult to not only like share that and like navigate that with people, but also on the opposite end being like, oh God, like they're judging me, which no one is. I don't even feel like it, but Mm -hmm. it's like, and and it's almost triggering too. I was talking about this with my friend Katie where I don't know my whole life I feel like I've been like a little out of the box <laughs> in terms of like how I approach things so like for me to also be out of the box in this situation is like oh god if I wasn't already considered x y and z they're gonna think I'm x y and z now mm-hmm. like you know what I mean it's such yeah. like a 
weird cycle of boundaries and triggers in this time and like navigating it in so many different personal relationships. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's been a year of like everyone's triggers and fears just like fully being brought to the surface in so many areas of life. And even for the people who have had like smoother years financially and everything, uh, still like everyone has had so many emotional things pop up, like you're saying, and uh, shadow and yeah. I definitely too have experienced that in like social situations where like I'd rather be, you know, I'd rather have a mask on or I'd rather not like hang out with like a certain, you know, number of people or like hug or whatever. And like definitely have felt like shame sometimes and have to reality check myself on that. Mm -hmm. I made the hugging too. Oh my gosh. It was so funny with Donnie where she was like gonna come in and hug me. And I was like, yeah, that was, that was so good. That was a boundary. But it was like, and, but I hadn't had to deal with it because like, you know, Kalina knows, like anybody who I was seeing like <clears throat> out in the park or anything like knows how yeah. I am and kind of already knows the boundary that I have with this situation. And not, not that Donnie was like ever going to disrespect it, but she didn't know. So it was like yeah. this moment of like, this is the first time I've ever had to decline a hug. Like, this is oh. so weird. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I know. But it was handled very well on both ends, so it like, wasn't even like a traumatic experience, but it was just funny that that was like the first time I had to be like, oh my gosh, no, I have to physically decline a hug from a I friend. Know. Oh, <laughs> so rough, sweet Donnie. I know. <laughs> I have a question, I guess, for both of us to answer. What are you looking forward to experiencing the most once you know it's safe to you know be more out and about and socializing and things whoa what are you missing or what really wanting to experience oh my god how do you narrow that down there's so many <laughs> literally every part of my brain is like what do you miss the most hanging out with friends seeing your family going to travel like <laughs> i know well you can name all of them yeah it's i fun. think I've, I've been enjoying like some daydreaming about those uh situations in my in my week off this week yeah and I love daydreaming is my favorite thing to do maybe that's very Sagittarian of us we're yeah, like probably um but I think definitely a cozy evening with friends sounds amazing maybe even a not so cozy evening where we're out like like Kalina's birthday where we actually went out to like a little club and listened to music mm -hmm. like and we're dancing close to people and like all in a little group. I don't know. That sounds like, I just love also being with strangers too. Like I like being in crowds. Like some mm -hmm. people that's like brings them anxiety, but like I love shows. I love like fairs. I love all that stuff. So like even just being around a big group of strangers and not have to think about it sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and then being able to freely travel. I could go on for days. Like I feel the same. It was almost like this year asked us to like build a stronger foundation and to like slow down and let go of perfectionism and mm -hmm. experience more rest and uh, taking notice and pleasure in the little things. Mm -hmm. What are you looking forward to most? Um, definitely some of the same things you said. One thing is just like not constantly having to be in analysis paralysis of like situations and like have to sanitize my hands now. Is it safe to like hang out with this friend? Like just constantly having to analyze from 
a safety perspective. And, and at this point, I guess it's not so much that I feel a huge amount of fear, but just that I also want to be responsible and make smart decisions. But at the same time, my brain is like pretty analytical. And so I'm just like constantly analyzing like what is and isn't safe and like how to handle a situation or, you know, whatever. Uh, So just not having to think so much, like you said, and being able to just be free. Hopefully that made sense. That was a bit of a ramble on that one. (laughs) No, that made complete sense. And we've talked about that in terms of like adventures too. Like, like in general, just have like a carefree decision or like to do something on a whim, like that does not exist right now. And that is like my favorite thing to do. Yeah, like a just random night out of like, like we were saying that night we had before quarantine. I had a couple nights like that right before quarantine of uh, just, you know, exploring a new neighborhood and having no plan and just sort of hopping around. So I really miss those. We, me and Angel saw this thread on Twitter about someone talking about how they missed having a city fuck around. I was going to use the (laughs) phrase. That's the perfect phrase. I miss a city fuck around. Like you just head out for the day or the night or whatever. You have no plan. Like you, you know, go to a bar and then you like might end up talking to some new people. And then maybe you end up at like, if it's daytime, like a museum or a park or, you know, whatever. Like you just are totally exploring with no plans and it feels like the ultimate form of freedom. So I really miss that like carefreeness with my friends, especially, I mean, being able to have experiences like that is one of the major perks of living in a city like LA or New York because there's so much to experience Mm -hmm. um so it's it's so sad to not be able to experience all of those things right now so looking forward to when that's possible and then I really like specifically miss live music and shows I miss the like the connection around that and just hearing live music and getting to experience you know an artist's art in person um yeah all those things yeah no I completely agree I think that is like actually a big part of what I don't know gives my life life like it feels like such a big part of who I am to be able to like have those experiences not only to like have the freedom to do whatever but to like go out and randomly meet new friends or like I don't know (laughs) yeah I really do and like even even now like virtually like I've had like someone message me on LinkedIn ask like someone from like in college asking me career advice and we got a coffee on Zoom and was I nervous yes was it like so fun and exhilarating and like gave me energy yes like all of these moments to like put yourself out there and like kind of like take a little risk and like meet new friends or meet new people just like invigorates my life so much and that is just so absent from it these days with reason I know it gives me energy and inspiration I agree and that comes with shows like being at shows you know like if it's like a show you really wanted to go to those are your people like you have something in common so you already can connect with them yeah yeah that's so true I never thought of it like that yeah I miss it now that you say that I just think of like going to shows with friends and just like I know we met at a show. We did. You're right. Was it House, the House of Blues one, right? I think so. Dang. Yeah. See, exactly. Like, oh, Jason, introduce me to your friends. And now, like, here we are. Yes. It's just beautiful things like that that are just so absent that, like, really do bring, bring life to life. 
yeah like the experiences that are really just ripe for random unexpected connection that Mm -hmm. like you said really color our lives and even too I guess I'm going on I'm going off the rails here but even (laughs) like with Blake or like with anybody's partner or friends it's like even moments where you would go out to dinner or like go out for drinks like even those unexpected like what are we gonna do next like just like uncertainty and excitement and like even that brings things to life a little bit more and that's obviously part of all of this definitely and like obviously you know I think dating apps are like a really cool tool to have at our fingertips but at the same time like as someone who you know is single it's it's way more fun when you just meet someone like a friend of someone's friend or like you meet someone at a bar or park museum, what like whatever. Um, so again, those just like experiences that are ripe for random connection and mm-hmm. yeah, definitely miss all of that. I guess that's what it comes down to too. And we talked about this as being a part of like our authentic code is connection. So that makes yeah. so much yeah, sense so that we're saying why. this. <laughs> This whole conversation has been about connection. (laughs) Also, Angel and I have been co-parenting some plants. So Angel has been very kindly taking care of them while I've been on the East Coast. The fern baby, the fern twins are having a little temper tantrum right now. (laughs) Oh, poor ferns. But that'd be a really cute name, actually. Fern for kids. Yeah, that would be a cute name. Right. Well, here we are. I guess we have come to the end of our rope. That's negative. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. That's so bad. No. We're just at the end of our conversation, not the end of our rope. Yeah, it's a Sunday after the holidays. We're losing it over here. Losing it. And also, the pressure to come back to life. It was like... I know so easy to like just not even slack but definitely slack for like the last Christmassy like why am I swimming <laughs> I'm like swimming. I, know, I was wondering what you're doing with your hands <laughs> I'm swimming through the water slowly is what I'm doing physically um but now to be like oh it's a new year I'm supposed to come back with all this energy which I, I do feel, feel like it January. but yeah I feel like January is still a time for like hibernation and rest and like figuring out you know what new creative ideas should take life and during the year and uh I guess like what the plans for the year are it still feels like a time of rest and hibernation that's what I've been doing all week is just resting and hibernating and going to the beach with Ella and Mozzie and so beautiful (laughs) and being in my pajamas at like 4 30. Yeah I'm in my pajamas all day. No, I've actually tried to start wearing clothes at some point in the day, so I feel like a human, and then I change it into my pajamas. Same. I put on, like, leggings and a sweatshirt or, like, sweatpants or something, and I'm like, now I am dressed, (laughs) and now I'll put my pajamas back on in six hours. Well, it's still a month of hibernation and rest, so we're working our way back up to uh, being more energetic and inspired. Yes. I'm ready. I'm so excited. I mean, I feel, I feel it. I feel like definitely inspired and a little more energetic, but also like very sleepy at the same time. Both can exist. (laughs) Yeah. I feel the same. Like it's like, yeah, we're working our way back there. Yeah. 
but it does feel like, you know, I don't know, it feels like energetically, like something has shifted, like we're through like the worst of the state of the world and our country more specifically in that like it's going to be a slow and long road, but it does feel like we're now at least headed down the right road. I agree. And all I need is a little bit of hope and I'll run with it. Yeah, same. That's that's the name of our game, <laughs> you and I. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. Very Sagittarian of us. <laughs> all right, folks, we're coming at you from the future because we forgot that we really wanted to play We're Not Really Strangers and pull two cards to answer. Um, if you're not familiar, I'm not paid to talk about it, so Google that. <laughs> Just kidding, it's a card game um, where you ask really personal, connecting, reflecting type of questions, so me and Kay love it. She actually got me this for my birthday. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna pull two cards and then we'll both answer like some it. questions no oh my god i need to interrupt you there goes no our no we're rolling with it girl <laughs> but yeah i've never played i'm excited to see what all the uh all the hype is about but i have faith that it lives up to the hype damn it okay whatever there's three levels we should do one card each level i won't keep you too long oh no okay. no rush at all okay okay first level is perception Okay. So let me just do a quick little shuffle. All right. Perception. Oh, this is interesting and difficult. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> the question is, what about me is most strange or unfamiliar to you? That's oh. a crazy one. That is a crazy one. Also, because uh, we're not very, like, you don't feel very unfamiliar to me. Yeah, you don't feel unfamiliar to me at all. But I guess the one thing that popped into my head, but this is, I mean this in, like, a really good way. It's a very expansive. How, when you want to start a creative project or you are inspired by something like you just fully dive in and actually do it instead of like talking about it or thinking about it for three years like you just fully dive in even if you have no background in it no idea like you just do it and figure it out as you go and I love that so much but that's not a quality that a lot of people have oh my gosh well I was gonna say something similar opposite of you mm -hmm. is that you put so much thought and effort and hard work and like conscious mind into everything that you do <laughs> I can't relate to it <laughs> that's so funny I love that because that's the only thing I can think of we because we're like so not even similar but we relate so well in so many other things and though I I'd love to think I put a lot of thought and care into stuff that I do you are like on point with so much of like what you put your time and effort into so I wouldn't say, say it's strange or unfamiliar, but I guess that's what I would say. <laughs> Thank you. I guess that's why we, uh, we make a good team and compliment each other. Yeah. Damn, we're not really strangers. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're just, we're, you're supposed to, in the game, do 15 cards in each level. Oh, damn. Sam, sounds like a lot, but we'll just do, we'll go on to level two. We already know each other, you know? 
yeah, and you could do a whole uh, you could do a whole podcast episode of just playing this game with uh, how many people are you ideally supposed to play with? Let me check the cards. That's a cute idea. Let me check yeah. the thingy. We can all just do a group Zoom. Yeah. Um, up to six people. Oh, nice. I feel like like three or four people could be good on a on a podcast. So it's not like too many voices. That would be really great. Yeah, we should do that. All right, I keep reading these ones and then being like, can I get better? So I'm just going to pull the top next one that I have. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Okay. What question are you trying to answer most in your life right now? Ooh. Damn. What question am I trying? If you have your answer right off the top, you can say yours first. I got to think about that. I got to think too. What question are you trying to answer most in your life right now? Wow. Well, I sort of have like an opposite answer to the question. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm constantly trying to answer too many questions. So I'm almost trying to just like stop Virgo mooning out and stop overanalyzing and just sort of really be present and feel all of my emotions and like we were saying in that episode, just sort of like soak up everything that I have in my life. Um, so it's, I guess that's sort of an opposite answer. <laughs> but it's I'm still so related. So many questions. Oh, that's a good, that's a good answer. Damn, what question are you trying to answer most in your life right now? This is, I just listened to the To Be Magnetic uh, astrology episode and one of the like lower vibrations for Sagittarius is existential dread. So I'm like, in my head, I'm, I wanted to say, what does it all mean? <laughs> like that's the question, why does anything matter? But yeah. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but is that the question you've been trying? No, no, I can't, that can't be it, it's not. No. I just think what type of lifestyle will bring me the most fulfillment? I think after this year um, of being indoors, 365, I've like been trying to realize what in my day-to-day -day brings me happiness. What do I need to change in the future? How can I kind of like reevaluate my lifestyle and how I want to live to just like be more than just like surviving completely that's been like my last two years too and now I feel like I have a grasp on it and I need to just actually do it and soak it up mm -hmm. Feel that. all right level three. Oh, yeah. I love this I can play this all day I know I sort of forgot we were recording I know we do <laughs> all right I'm just gonna pull the first one okay level three is reflection <laughs> this one's funny. This one's actually funny. I'll pull two because this one's so lighthearted. If we were in a band, what would our name be? Oh, I already know. <laughs> we already have a band. Actually, do we have two bands or is it just, oh no, that was my friend Gwen I'm thinking of. A band with my friend Gwen too. Angel, Brittany, and Kalina and I have a band called Emotion. <laughs> I can't even remember like how that started. Or what? Something in Big Bear, maybe. I'm not sure. 
No, I think we were at the beach and no, I know what it was. We were at the beach. We were in Malibu and we were listening to all emo throwbacks all day. And I don't even know after quite a bit of bootcraft was had, we started joking about like what each of us would play. Or <laughs> and, and then I think Brittany named us emotion, like emo dash ocean because and it's just really stuck but I wish I remembered what all of our instruments were was I was I just the, gonna ask you was I the drummer maybe oh maybe you were I thought you were gonna say keys oh keys you're right keys you're right for sure but was who was the drummer was I the drummer I don't know because I feel like they were both singers I don't know. We'll have to reevaluate this band. I don't either. We'll have to circle back to it, but at least we have a name. We do. We'll play no covers. Maybe we'll write some originals one day. Who knows? Check us out on Spotify. Yeah. Bandcamp. We'll be at your local bar post-COVID. That would be so epic if we were just like, all right, you know what? This will bring my life fulfillment as per the last question. <laughs> Who said they were going to play the triangle? Oh, wait, was that me? Maybe it was you. I can't remember. I just think everything is me. I'm like, which one? Can I play any I instrument not well? Triangle player. You're, you're multi-purpose. Oh, that's me. All right, we'll do one good one, though. Okay. Because that one was so silly. Oh, that's a wild card. Wild card. Okay. Nope. Oh, I love... Ah. Let's see if this next one's better. We're just already so connected. I got to find one that makes sense. Oh, I love this. How does one earn your vulnerability? Have I earned it? And how can I earn more? Ooh, like how does, basically, how does one earn your trust that you'll be vulnerable with them? Yeah, I think so. Ooh. I mean, I guess for me, it's sort of like an intuitive thing. Like I can just sort of sense whether it's someone that I feel comfortable and called to share with in any way. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry for my Slack noise. I should have turned Slack off. She's a hard worker. I told you people. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I feel like it's more of like an intuitive thing. Like I just sense whether it's someone I should be sharing with or not. Like I can easily sense a soul connection with new and old friends. Yeah, I I would agree. (laughs) I feel the same way. And I usually am like pretty open booky, but I think it's because I do feel like I surround myself and we both surround ourselves with people that it just comes naturally because we're just like pulled towards the right people. So it's not really like a, I've never had to really think on it too much because the people in my life, it comes so natural. Yeah, definitely not in recent years. Haven't had to think too much about it. Yeah. The other one that I, I was going to say, but I feel like we do this all the time. Like, this is how we talk about each other. It says, how would you describe me to a stranger? But like, we kind of just did. But if you wanted yeah. to answer and telling you. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Okay. okay. Where do I start? So how I would describe you to a stranger. So that first piece that we talked about, uh, super creative and inspired and you really act on it. Um, and I love your sense of 
freedom and travel and your love for all of those things and your love of daydreaming because I feel like we have that's another main thing we have in common like we love a good daydream we like to make a playlist to fit along with the daydream at one point we made a Pinterest board to go along with one of our daydreams <laughs> um and I would also describe you as very, very hardworking and extremely generous. Like you're one of those friends that I know I can just, you know, call for anything and you're always going to be there for me, whether it's like, I need you to just please help me water my plants because I'm staying in Massachusetts longer than I thought, or if I need to talk about something from my day or get your input. Um, yeah, you're so generous with both your time and energy. And... Oh my gosh, you're killing me. <laughs> There's so many things I could go on and on. And I love when we just have our random, I mean, pre-COVID more, but like random days or nights where we don't really have like a set plan and we just sort of like venture out and end up doing a bunch of fun things, whether it's like exploring a new neighborhood in LA or like, you know, going to some different bars in a neighborhood we don't usually hang out in or going to a movie, going to like a cool garden or whatever it is we're doing but just sort of that sense of adventure and spontaneity. And like, once we're like out and about, you're just down for whatever, which I'm the same way. Uh, and so I love that about you too. And <laughs> go on and on. But no, don't do it. <laughs> those are the things I, I guess I should shut up. But those are the things that stand out to me the most. <laughs> oh, I'm sweating. <laughs> It's going to be like um, the episode with Brittany where we just start crying. I feel I like that was what we were doing. I know. It was basically that question. I felt like it was too. And I mean, it's so funny when you say the stuff about me because like the creativity, the sense of adventure, the casualness, like the closeness that you say you feel with me. Like I literally feel the same with you, which is exactly why we feel like we've been friends so much longer. Just coziness. Yeah, and I remember you had said, um, I don't know if it was a psychic or a medium or like someone you spoke to said we were like possibly sisters in a past life. And I always go back to that because that's the exact type of like relationship I feel every time we talk. Um, but in general, how I would describe you to a stranger. Oh my God, it's so like... I know it feels like high pressure. I got nervous for a second because there's like so much to say that it's sort of overwhelming and you don't know where to start and you don't want to do a crappy job, but you also don't want to like, I don't know. <laughs> no, literally, exactly. I'm like, how do I put this all out in the earth and make sure it, like, I don't know, an accurate representation. But I don't know. I just feel like you were the coziest, most comfortable, most understanding, down to earth, yet like so hard working and determined like I don't know how you like balance both you like hold space for everybody and yourself yet you're like so laser focused and like hard working and what you do and like your like internal work and like helping others with themselves like I don't know how you have that all into like a single person but you do and all the all in this whole experience you're also like so adventurous, fully down for anything, even more than I am. Like, I'm grateful for you to help me, like, do things <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and, like, push me out of my comfort zone, whether that's, like, creative, like, creatively, I almost said, creatively, or, like, personally with meeting new people or going to new places. And, I don't know, I'm just, like, honored to be a part of your life. And I can't even believe it took us so long to, like, meet. But yet oh. it feels like we've known each other forever. Oh, 
that was so sweet. The feeling is very mutual. But yeah, it is interesting how we were sort of orbiting around each other, like went to high school together, but didn't know each other. And then we met at, the, it feels like the exact right time. Yeah, it really, it really does. I couldn't have thought of a better opportunity to like become friends and like then in a new space where we could have the time and energy and space to like explore our friendship before oh, COVID hit. Getting a little tear. Oh, I know it hurts because then I miss you more. I know I miss you more too. I can't wait till this is close to over at least so we can do more fun things together and not just I mean obviously it's fun even when we just like sit in my backyard and have a drink and talk but it'll be nice when we can like have more adventures and things because we were we were sort of new friends when COVID I mean not I mean we had been friends for I guess almost a year when COVID yeah. hit, but still still sort of the beginning of a friendship still lots more fun things to be done especially when we're both still in sort of a new city yeah it's just so funny and now after we talk about all this I'm like did I even say anything to do you justice to assure <laughs> I know I had that same thought too also another um thing that I love about our friendship is I feel like if we go to some new social setting where like we know some people but there's lots of people we don't know or we've never been there like I feel like we're sort of each other's like comfort zone in a good way like not that we hide out in a corner and don't talk to anyone but we'll sort of like talk to new people together and so yes. that feels comfort like I feel like we can like branch out together <laughs> and we're like a good combo in that way yeah good point yeah because like you in life you think about like the parties you go to and you're like trailing behind your friend and you're being yeah. like, uncomfortable but like we're just like both this combination like of extrovert and introvert well if we're together we're a great like backbone for each other but we'll also be talking to other people yeah exactly i feel like another thing that's really important to me because it's important in my relationships is to make sure that people feel heard and seen because there's nothing worse than not feeling heard or seen it's a crappy feeling so I try to always make that effort that's exactly it you allow people and myself to be seen and heard in a way in like which you just hold the space and I feel like I'm learning from you like I don't have to like be putting in my two cents like you just listen to me mm -hmm. and I feel like I've learned through that that like I can also do the same thing and like how important it feels on the receiving end and to hopefully be able to do that for other people too well, thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I tend to want to give my two cents. I'm like very much like a, like my moon is in Virgo and I'm very much like a fixer. Like I want to just fix every problem. And it's like, you know, sometimes mostly people just need you to hold space for them and then sort of like let them ask for advice or if you can like sense that they sort of want your input. But we yeah. love giving each other two cents though and I appreciate your two yeah. cents every time. <laughs> Me too. I appreciate yours too. Funny. This is all recorded. Forgot, kind of. <laughs> I know. I sort of did too. Uh, to really listen to this, there's a deep, deep dive into our friendship happening for the world to hear. No, I love it. I'm glad we um, went back and did this for the pod that is hopefully coming out tomorrow morning. So, ooh, I can't wait to hear it. No, I'm I excited. also feel uh, much more able to form words and speak clearly than I did when we recorded the original piece of the episode. I was like, sort of just like, I don't know. It didn't feel very articulate or uh, focused that day. I was sort of like Sunday. Was it a Sunday? I think it, it was. It was. Right? It was. Sunday, Sunday sleepiness, you know? That's so funny because I don't feel like you were not articulate 
in any way, but I'll have to listen back and at least be disclaimed it for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think, think you were. Like 80 times in the episode too, so I should probably shut up and stop drawing attention to it. <laughs> also, I think I had just gotten like a, um, I was pretty off the rails too, because I, I got <laughs> a thing on my car that said, you parked like an asshole on my fucking windshield. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> I forgot about that. And then I'm like running to do the podcast and I'm still reflecting on how that could have possibly been true. Oh, <laughs> oh that's hilarious and annoying. <laughs> I didn't park like an asshole for the record. Thank you. I have faith in your parking. And it's like a quiet street, so it doesn't really matter. No, I afterwards realized that they probably thought I didn't pull up far enough. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't need to go into it. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, we better end this now because we could also just keep talking for two more hours. So oh my goodness. Bend in your ear, people. All right, guys. We're not really strangers. We were never worse. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye guys. Bye. I love you.